Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CM&F Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everyone. Let's cover that with Will Solvin, my co-host. Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Jonathan McLean, the CEO of McLean Aesthetics. Jonathan, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm excited. So are we. So Jonathan, let's hop right into it. Tell us about yourself and what led you to start McLean Aesthetics. Yeah, so I have been in the staffing and recruiting industry for over five plus years and had created a lot of success. I started off in really recruiting for hospitals and then later on joined kind of almost like a VC and built out their healthcare team. Over that time, I found out about cosmetic dermatology which everybody knows about kind of now in pop culture, such as Botox, derma fillers, things like that you would find at a med spa, plastic surgery office, or dermatology office. And I really found out that there was a need for talent in these spas. Like these spas didn't have a way of finding great talent that was undiscovered and taking them to the next level, making them into trainers or making them into key opinion leaders. So I wanted to fill that gap and I started to build my own firm out here in Miami, Florida and specialized with really only working with a niche. So plastic surgery offices, dermatology offices and med spas nationwide, because when you have a med spa, it's the number one, like an injector is the number one thing that produces the most money for the business. So I want to help spas and partner with CEOs to get what's producing the most money for the business a great fit. Yeah, that's that's awesome, Jonathan. So when when you when you're going out there and sourcing candidates, kind of what what yeah. do you when you're looking for the right culture fit, the people with the right resources and skill set, like how how does that look for your end, and and how are med spas usually missing that, and how you fill that that role for them? Yeah. So when I first started, I was actually working with a lot of med spas, but over time, I really defined my process. So I really only work with med spas that are taking candidates to the next level and doing those things that I just said, making them key opinion leaders and making them trainers and really building their brand as a whole, you know, working in there and they're, they're going to learn something along and you're going to gain something as a company. So when I'm looking for candidates like that, I'm looking for candidates that are not just going into work, clocking in nine to five, but candidates that want to build a brand, you know, you want to talk to your, your clients that you bring in and make sure they're good. You want to have tons of before and after pictures and you want to invest in your training. Training is going to be number one thing for aesthetic injectors because it's a field that you just can't go and learn in a residency program if you're a doctor or learn in a fellowship or anything. It's something that you have to invest in continuously and new products and new services bounce you know turn up all the time you have to make a judgment whether you want to offer that to your patients or not and whether you can learn that efficiently efficiently enough to provide that service to your patients that you serve so i'm looking for somebody that really takes this serious and know the value and what it brings and not just in it for hey i want to make some money because it's hot right now in pop culture but hey i'm going to do this for 5 10 20 years and really focus on my craft and make the best out of it so what strategies have you found effective in building a cohesive and high-performing team for an aesthetic practice? Yeah, so one of the biggest strategies is really define what you want your providers to do before even onboarding them. Every client that I have always takes them usually through a three-month process, and that starts with number one, knowing the market and knowing how much to pay your staff. If you are underpaying your staff, 
good luck trying to get them to stay. They're going to figure out after maybe a couple of months that this is not a place I want to be. You know, other my friends are making X amount of dollars and I'm not making that. And I'm working twice as hard. So you're going to end up having, a, you know, a high retention, I mean, a low retention rate and keep hiring candidates. And it costs a lot of money to keep hiring good injector, any injector, honestly. So you really want to have high retention, people staying a long time. So I say really define what you want at first and then get a pool, get a pool of people and see what's in the market, what the market is trending. And that's how you can make the best decision on who you would like to bring in your practice. Once they're in the practice, please do not slack off and kind of say, hey, I promised you all these things or this is the environment and then just, oh, they're here now. I don't have to really show that that face or I don't have to present as I did in the interview. Candidates are always looking in like around in your spa, in your company to see, hey, is it like they, how they mentioned it? Is it an environment that can last in a long time? So you really want to keep painting that picture to the candidate, keep the environment a good environment, honor, honor what you're going to do. Like I had candidates that came to me before and they were supposed to get benefits such as medical benefits and insurance. And then the candidate started and 30 days went by, 60 days went by, 90 days went by, and they still don't have their medical insurance. And that's something that a lot of people, I mean, most of the United States cannot live without. So I think really honoring what you're going to do will, you know, lengthen your retention rate and you'll have a better spot. Do you, do you find, you know, just as part of that, Jonathan, do you, yeah. Do, do you find that with MedSpa and the growth of the injector industry and like what is going on, you have so many folks in the burnout phase doing a side hustle. And now they're saying, hey, I'm going to start this up, do it solo. OK, now I have to speak to McLean Aesthetics and say, I need to hire three people. And they don't have the background in that actual growth industry. And, and you're finding kind of suiting the need on the recruitment, but that's really like a business strategy overall. Do you find a lot of people lacking just like that natural business background as they roll into this because it's just such a high growth area, like you mentioned? Yeah, I think it is. I think a lot of, and both on both sides, candidate and clients, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs that maybe have owned different businesses, whether it's like a, a restaurant or bank or whatever they have owned before they want to get into the, the med spa industry because they see the growth in it. Um, and a lot of VCs are taking over a lot of different med spas and kind of putting them under, you know, their, their capital also. So there's tons of people getting into this industry, but I think what a lot of consumers have to realize is it's not a fast industry. You have to really learn and put a lot of effort into it. I see a lot of entrepreneurs that open these med spas and close down within six months to a year because they don't know the true value of owning a med spa and what that comes with. You know, I, I like to think the med spa industry is a very like community type of industry. So if you're not focusing on the community, if you're not focusing on really building inside of those sectors, usually is not going to work. That's step one. You know, it takes more than just posting on Instagram as far as the client perspective. So you really want to do more marketing in that. And that's, that's another step that I feel like a lot of business owners that are new to this industry forget. And then really treating your staff great. You know, this is a small sector of industry you know, things fly around all the time. If it's a bad company, you're not going to get anybody to work there, especially for a long time. So you're going to be constantly hiring, constantly spending a lot of money. And that's not going to, that's going to lead you to really closing down. On the candidate side, I will say a lot of nurses that are burnt out uh, working in an emergency room hospital or whatever sector they're working in, 
and trying to jump ship and go over to aesthetics. It's rarely I see anybody do it well part-time. It really takes a full-time commitment because of the extensive work you have to put in to learn not only the anatomy, but everybody's facial features are different. Everybody wants different things. Depending on race, everybody sees different standards of beauty. So it takes a lot of work to really become proficient in this and to really start seeing the money flowing in. So if you're doing a part-time, it, I mean, it's going to take years. And even after that, you might still not feel confident because you haven't seen enough patience and really, you know, practiced enough. Yeah. And you really know the ins and outs of the industry, you know, the aesthetic industry and how it's come up over the last couple of years and kind of where it's going. And, but how do you feel that, you know, what would you say are some of the key factors that have contributed to your company, McLean Aesthetics, you know, the growth of your company and kind of the future of where it's going? I think a lot of people are getting into this industry and there are a lot of really great companies that see the value in a med spa, not just doing this as something that they could just make money off, but see a value on really building this and building and transforming the industry. And I think that helps a lot. I think a lot of celebrities are bringing this to the forefront. I mean, when I look at Instagram, I see so many memes about how people used to live, look 50 years ago when they were 15, how they look now when they're 50. And I think a lot of celebrities are trying things like even the new weight loss drug, like semaglutide or Morpheus 8 or other other things like that in the industry that are bringing a lot of attention to it. Um, and I think that's allowing me to grow bigger because people are always going to need great talent. You know, there's always talent out there. You can go on any of these job sites and if you take, if you, you know, take enough time, you can find somebody. But are they going to be a great talent that's going to make your business better that's going to add value of their knowledge you know i have customers that don't even care about the rate that i charge them because they know i'm going to give them a quality person who's going to come in give them industry knowledge not only be a good injector and not only raise their patients volume is going to just do a lot more so really invest um i would say in in your staff and you mentioned earlier that you started out in miami have you expanded since yeah, so my company is central in Miami, but we actually cover the whole, uh, whole United States and slowly moving across the boards. Um, but yeah, yeah, we have grown since then. Um, it's a huge market. During the pandemic is when I opened, and a lot of people were like, wow, it's the pandemic. Like, no, that's not a good time. But, you, you know, during that time, it was actually a Zoom effect, right? So people were looking at themselves via Zoom and seeing the wrinkles and seeing everything. And they took that time and was like, hey, I need to go get aesthetic procedures. I want to feel control of something. So many people were losing control during that time. And didn't feel like they had control. And they, they took the time to go get these aesthetic procedures. And it made them feel really good. So I think the aesthetic market is going up, up, up. Um, I think it's going to be so bigger than what it is right now in the next 10 years. And I'm excited to see. So, so what do you see, Jonathan, in, in the hiring process from the candidate side? You know, like, I, I think it was really interesting. I don't think a lot of people understand, you, you know, you look at a med spa, you're looking at the type of services they're providing, and it seems so superficial that, that people then think, well, the knowledge is probably superficial, too. You just go in and you churn money, like you're saying. But that's, like, total opposite of what the real deal is. It's like, you have to get in. You really got to understand, like, what are you doing anatomically, how you're bringing the beauty out, like the type of services, skill set and the building over years time. So so when you're a candidate thinking about going in there and, and the part time versus full time, like you're mentioning, um, 
and really an investment in yourself. How, how do you differentiate in the candidate pool to say, hey, I already have this know-how or, hey, I'm just an open, I'm a clean slate and I'm ready to invest in myself and grow in a new business with a new company. How, how do you, for those two types of practitioners going out there, how do you get into it if you've never been? And how do you demonstrate you're different in the candidate pool? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So if you've never been in the market, you're trying to transition into the aesthetic industry, I think it's it's crucial that you start taking trainings. I mean, there's free training courses online, free CMEs called like Ex-Medica, which are provided by pharmaceutical reps, I mean, part of pharmaceutical companies. And you can go on there and learn more about the aesthetic industry. Now, it's the online course you're not actually practicing, but just that alone will show an employer and show me that you're serious about what you're doing. Also, Instagram is a huge asset to any company if you're an injector when you join. So starting your Instagram, start talking about the aesthetic industry, building your community. Again, I like to say aesthetic industry is based off community. Every community, I feel like, supports those med swabs, and that's why they grow, right? So you really want to start building in the community and start telling people about it. Yeah, I'm getting in the aesthetic industry. Hey, I'm learning. I'm reading books, things like that. So when you do present yourself, you'll have something to offer when you're in the interview process. Also, build a portfolio of your work. If you can get your hands on some Botox, <clears throat> maybe through, sorry, if you can get your hands on some Botox, maybe through training with somebody local in your area, then that would be great to start building some before and afters to present to the employer or me to pass that along to an employer. And that's way, one way that you can grow. If you're experienced in your industry, then I'd say it's really about you hitting the ground running, building your social media up, going to conferences. Pharmaceutical reps put on free conferences all the time, as long as you're ordering from them or your company is ordering from them. So go to those conferences all the time. Start asking them about training opportunities. Start going to conferences around the world. Try to book speaking jobs. It depends on how far you want to go. Do you want to be a key opinion leader? Do you just want to be a superstar in your area? Um, those are things that you can do to kind of stand out amongst the rest and then get that, that, that golden opportunity to help you out. Or, like I said, you can always become a key opinion leader, maybe write a book, maybe invent a training class. There's so much, endless opportunities. Well, one, one thing I think is really interesting that, that you, mentioned, you mentioned this at the outset is just like the training aspect and the scalability of a business. So, you know, if you're one of those new candidates that are coming in, it behooves you as the employer looking for the talent to say, hey, we have a pipeline of onboarding and we'll get you rocking and rolling. We've got like a business set up. We have trainers who are best in, in the talent pool here. We'll get you onboarded. And then we grow that business by virtue of the training aspect, which you mentioned. And, and that's it's like a really cool differentiator um, in the process too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is because like, you're building a brand. I always like to say you're building a brand as a setting provider. And always remember that no matter if you're working for someone or you're on your own or whatever that may be, you're always building a brand. So whatever you want your brand to stand for, just keep going, keep building. Um, and, you know, you get there. Awesome. Great advice, Jonathan. Do you have any last thoughts before we wrap up today's episode? Yeah. I, it's something I posted on Instagram the other day that I really want to get across. A lot of people in the industry, they want to get in and I understand that. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of patience. 
I, I host my own show where I talk about the aesthetic injectors in the industry and how they got into the industry, whether they had to go to countless interviews, knock on doctors' doors, send letters, things like that. I see so many people that come to me are I feel almost entitled that they can get a job in the industry. And I really just want to let them know that it takes a lot of patience, takes a lot of hard work to really break into anything if you want it bad enough. So keep going, keep striving. I promise you other people have got in, you can get into. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan, for, for hopping on with us. And, and that's another episode. Let's cover that. Thank you.